Welcome to Unit 2.3, Voices Against Slavery. Plan your time accordingly. Unit 2.3 should take you six hours to complete, and you will have one week to complete the two lessons included in this unit. They will include Lesson 2.3.1, Abolition and the Press, and Lesson 2.3.2, Abolitionism. Americans did not argue much about slavery until they began to think about demanding liberty for themselves, liberty from Great Britain and its king. So you can imagine that there was much to be written about slavery and the abolitionist movement during this time. A few colonists, to be sure, raised their voices against slavery from the early 17th century on, especially the Quakers and the Mennonites, conscious as well as the dangers and threats that slavery brought to the dominant white population, pricked a few to propose anti-slavery legislation. In its earliest days, Georgia forbade slavery. In 1652, the Rhode Island legislature banned servitude for more than 10 years, or after the age of 24, but on paper only. Colonial Massachusetts courts occasionally heard cases in which slaves sued for their freedom, but by and large, colonists accepted slavery as a fact of life that worked better in some colonies than in others. By the middle of the 18th century, the natural rights theories of John Locke began to humanize the climate of ideas in Britain and France, and consequently in America. All men, he said, are equal, possessed of rights that no one can take away from them, free to pursue life, health, liberty, and possessions. Clearly, no one could reasonably accept Locke's theories and at the same time approve of slavery, embedded in the American economy though it was. The defiant American rebels who used Locke's ideas to justify their own revolution against Britain could not blind themselves to the contradiction between those ideas and the realities of slavery, or so one would think. On the other hand, many Christians who said that they believed in the equality of all people under God had nonetheless gone along quite comfortably enslaving blacks and Indians. Human beings had long since proved themselves quite capable of being contradictory things at the same time and of being one thing and practicing another. Nonetheless, in the latter half of the 18th century, sentiment against slavery rose in the American colonies. North and South alike were alarmed by the growth of the slave system. Even as the number of slaves continued to multiply, slaveholders themselves deplored the institution, and many others denounced it. In a desperate effort to form an American Union, the Founding Fathers compromised on the issue. They implicitly sanctioned slavery existence in the Constitution, but empowered Congress to prohibit the importation of slaves after 1808. In the new nation, the opposition to slavery began to gain legal victories. In 1783, a Massachusetts court interpreted the state's constitution as outlawing slavery. In 1791, Vermont joined the Union as a free state. Between 1780 and 1804, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, and New Jersey passed gradual emancipation statutes. So, as a result of this time, much literature was written, and we will explore some of that in this unit.